This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, how's that house arrest treating you? Uh, about as well as can be expected, Mr. Murphy, sir. All right, yeah. At least you don't have the ankle bracelet, right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, hey, but one thing that uh, you can say that you can continue to do is this podcast. And what are you going to talk about tonight? Well, it's like tonight is about something I've been like looking forward to talking about like for a while now, and it's something managed to like get in like get into my uh, review pile like before the uh, whole um oh diamond is gonna shut down because hey like we don't want to contribute to like the spreading of um, the coronavirus, so good for them. It's like I mean like it may have like doomed the direct market, may have doomed um like Marvel and DC like 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 shooting comics and all it's like it may like like change the uh change the direct market as far as comics goes but hey it's like at least at least happened before it gave me the final volume of jason aaron's run on thor now aaron is a like a writer i've loved for a good long while he delivered a great creator own series which is with his with rm gray on um some indian casino um like crime series um scalped it's like and also like his um like lot his um it's like his really good run um writing on um, various um, Wolverine titles as well. But you know, it's like when it comes down to it, it's like you know, when when you look at um what Aaron has done for Marvel, it's like over the years, I have a feeling that like, when all is said and done, like his definitive run like at the company is going to be on Thor. Now, like it started off with the like, the it's like with the um like Marvel now, it's like um version of the character like after um like event Marvel, like Avengers X Men when everything was kind of like up in the air for like these characters, and um it's like he it's like he went up with he went up with Thor and he gave us a great um arc um called God Bomb, which um basically had like had um our like the present day Thor dealing with like a uh, serial killer of gods um gore. God butcher, um, like a uh, like an alien who had been like who had spent his life being forsaken by gods before he had um come come to um contact with this um like this godly weapon known as um the neck the necro sword or the or the all black. It's like and um after being forsaken by the gods for so long, he realized like hey you know what I'm just gonna go and kill all the gods. It's like and it's like and he. And he went and tried to do that by creating this giant, giant god bomb, and it took um, both our Thor, but also his um, his um, previous version, like young Thor, like the Thor who had hung, who had loved hanging around the, the Vikings, and even um, tussled with Gore once back in the day, and then his future self, Thor the um all the all father, like after he'd been ruling Asgard for even longer than his father Odin had been alive. Well, now they've got to take on. Like um, take on Gore and like save the universe from his machinations, and that was a great arc. And you get the feeling that hey, you know, that Aaron had planned this out in the sense that hey, you know, it's like okay, if I only got like you know, like like one year on on Thor, then hey, I've got this arc to go with. And turns out that hey, you know, like this arc was um pretty well received, even to the point where hey, you know, I. I really liked um the like this initial arc. I put in my best like best of the year for when for when it came out. And then um after that, well you know, it's like what's Aaron gonna do next? 
well, what turned what turned out to be next was hey, you know, it's like he like was a uh, like was an arc that featured Amalekith, um, the Dark Elf, as the same villain. And you think that oh, well, this arc came out at the same time as um, Thor: The Dark World, as like which had Amalekith um, or a really a um, mis mis misunderused um, Christopher Eccleston like as the character they're trying to uh, it's like you know like you know trying to like um like run things himself but you know, like no but like everyone thinks that hey remembers that hey you know like Thor the Dark World was kind of like the, like the least of of the Thor films and also like arguably the least of the like the Marvel cinematic universe like like it is like in this initial run but um what it turned out to be is that um that Aaron um, bringing back Malekith for this arc turned to be like the start of a much, much larger arc. Cause that's when he, that's apparently when you figure that, Oh, well, it's like, Hey, if I'm going to be on Thor for a good long while, I've, I should probably like start planning bigger. And so, Hey, that's when he positioned Malekith as, you know, as a, as a character who had been um, like born of the, of the fruits, it's like of the fruits of war and someone who would, who's going to be like, you know, propagating it throughout all the realms. And, and it's like, and as far as like the, uh, like as far as like the, uh, volumes I've been reviewing at the time, it's like, I mean, that's, that, that kind of didn't sit well with me because, you know, when it comes to superhero stories, specifically, um, those from Marvel and DC, it's like, I kind of want, I can understand, like, I, I, I want, you know, it's like my heroes to be like, you know, ultimately victorious, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, it's like at the end of the day, you know, the heroes are going to do right. I mean, if you're going to like do a, a long-term story where the, the heroes like lose and have to like, you know, struggle in order to like, um, fight their, um, villains, then Hey, like you got, um, like image or dark horse or boom or another, like, um, any other, um, company in order to do that with, it's like, you know, like Marvel and DC, you know, there's a formula here. It's like, we respect that, you know? So it's like when, um, it's like when you had like uh, Thor, like basically losing to Malekith in this arc and then also losing to, um, it's like, uh, Roxxon or like basically Marvel's evil, um, company, um, new Roxxon CEO, Dario Auger, who's also like the Minotaur. It's like in the next arc, um, which also basically like, had him by feeling like, Hey, you know, like this is the, uh, Hey, like there's like, there are like ecological issues here that, you know, like aren't being observed in the real world. So we're going to like, like fight, we're going to like, like Thor fight against this and also fight against like the Minotaur here and Ulic the troll. Well, it's like, like he, Thor did his best, but he didn't count, count, but he didn't win at the end. And in the end, like he, uh, it kind of like ended with him just like, you know, like him and, um, the rest of the Asgardians departing earth, like to their own, like, uh, Asgardia on um, planet, but not before like Thor just like gave up his, um, like his, like his pad to like, the, to allow the residents of Broxton to live there. And on one hand, like that's, it, it seems like, like it's kind of, it's a loss, but it also kind of like underlines what Aaron was doing like for this, like for his run with the character, because like Aaron, Aaron is like, he's, he's an atheist. It's like, he doesn't believe in gods. Like he's 
like he, he like he says his own issues with with faith and with like you know supreme being, but but on one hand it's like when he's not the only atheist working in comics. I mean they're the most famous atheist as far as I'm I'm concerned when it comes to like you know like writing comics is Garth Ennis and he gave us Preacher, one of my all time favorite comics. But rather than um follow the same you know it's like you know God is like you know not good. God is like, you know, self-interested and self-absorbed um, path that Ennis took. Aaron has taken a much, much different um, path in his writing on Thor. When he writes Thor, um, Aaron is basically writing a version of a God that, that we all can believe in. It's like the idea that when you pray to a Thor, Thor is going to come in and answer your prayers. When you when you're praying to Thor because there are no gods on your earth because they've been murdered by the God butcher, Thor is going to show up and find out just, you know, why that is. He's going to do the math and just like try to solve your problem as well. So that's, that's, that's really like the best part about, I think about, um, Aaron's, um, about Aaron's work. I mean, like he's, he's writing a version of Thor that we all can believe in like so a Thor that will like come in will come in like when you pray and say you know what's wrong how can I help you it's like and try to and try to fix things that's you know, that, that, that that's honestly kind of inspiring it's like and it's really kind of worthwhile in terms of like you know the uh, it's like the Marvel Universe just the idea that hey you know it's like this Thor is like the one God you can believe in like the one who will answer your prayers even when he's deemed unworthy because like even though it's like you know Aaron wrote 17 volumes of Thor one of the key plot points of his run was um done in his uh event series uh, original sin when um Nick Fury whispered something in his ear and Thor was made unworthy when he just couldn't lift his hammer mule near anymore and then, like, you know, well, like, that's not the end of the character. You know, it's like, now he's just the Odin son. He is, like, the uh, character, like, he's just, like, you know, the son of Odin, who, like, he, 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 he's still a god, but he can, but he's just not worthy of lifting the hammer anymore. And it left, that led into um, the next major um, thing in, in Aaron's run. That was um, when Thor, when um, the Odin son wasn't worthy, but there was a new Thor. That was Jane Foster, like Thor's form, former girlfriend from like years of Thor comics. And like, even though she was um, like a cancer patient for like, like at the time, at the time that he was writing, the, writing these um, stories, like, well, now she, um, she was able to lift the, uh, the hammer of Mjolnir and was now the, uh, it's like the, uh, it's like she was the new Thor, for lack of a better term, and uh, it's like, and on one hand, it's like you know that's like I am all for diversity. It's like, and um, it's like, it's like I was I was glad to see that like, hey, you know, it's like that Aaron was like you know, fully getting putting his weight behind um writing um you know like Thor like this new female Thor here and all, but um, there's one like kind of big issue here, and that's the uh, that's the fact that well. Like for all the uh, like for like getting behind this like um, idea of like a female Thor, like well, Aaron uh, kind of wasn't doing 
a lot new with this character. I mean, uh, John. So it's like I know you've got your own thoughts about your show. What what do we need to do in order to make these um, this kind of like ca- character worthwhile? Everyone can pick up Molnir if they're worthy. <laughs> like 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 good old Beta Ray Bill, huh? Beta Ray Bill, exactly. Yeah, it's like I mean, like he he picked up like Thor in the first issue of Walt Simonson's run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and uh, others have picked up Molnir. Um, I mean. <laughs> to me, it's it's still you know. Uh, there's not really much to talk about. It's it's you know it's now, um, it's now Thor is now female. No big deal. Yeah, yeah although, but although it, it it isn't. Um, I'll say it this way. Uh, not terribly original. Um, you know, you could you could make. Thor transsexual, you can make Thor uh, gay, you can make a female, lesbian. Okay. Okay, but I mean, like, your your point is, like, you we need to do, like, different stories, like, with Thor. You know, like, not just, like, put Thor through, like, the same familiar, like, on paces, for lack of a better term. Well, I mean, Thor has to be, he has certain things that define him, so, or her, <laughs> or it, whatever, um, you know, uh, and, and those are the things that, um, you know, I wouldn't say, uh, it's like, okay, if you're in that box, as maybe we have discussed before, you know, there's only so much you can do with it, but it's still Thor, so. Okay, so. I guess, like, I mean, like, I, I know we talked about, we were kind of talk, going on this before about, like, about, like, you know, prior to, like, this podcast. But also, like, so what if I told you, like, you know, Thor went up in a contest of godliness between the uh, Shi'ar gods? I'm sorry, say that again? The Shi'ar gods. Okay, that, he, that, that, that Thor would be what? You know, the Shi'ar. Yeah. You know, the, the X-Men um, mm-hmm. god people, or, yeah. like, the, the space opera people. You're saying if uh, Thor is one of them? No, one up in a contest of godliness between them. Okay. Yeah, because that's one of the, that's one of the things that um, that's one of the that's one of the specific arcs that Aaron did, in the sense that you know, like, like, like Loki because he's a dick, um, basically like went up to the uh, Shi'ar god and basically said, "Hey, you know, like, yeah, everyone knows, like." Like yeah, you're one of the pre- preeminent like uh, sp- like space gods and all. But hey, you know who everyone in the universe loves? Thor. And they're kind of like, oh, it's like yo, Thor loves every uh, everyone loves Thor. Oh no, we're gonna like challenge that shit, man. So like the Shi'ar gods, Shara and Kithiri, basically um, challenged Thor to a to a contest of godliness. It's like, and it was a, it was a whole arc called um, like the, the Asgard Shi'ar War. It's like. In, it's like in Aaron's run, so we've got, you know, like, so we've got like, uh, like um, Jane Foster just trying to, uh, not well, like competing against them in the sense that hey, you know, it's like well, like their idea, well, the, the Shi'ar gods are basically like doing the old, are basically doing the Old Testament bullshit, you know, it's like hey, we're gonna like um, create a giant um, like tsunami. And kill everyone, but hey, you know it's like everyone will be like be praying to us afterwards, so it's cool. But then, um, like Jane, like like saves everyone from the um tsunami. Basically, everyone's praying to her afterwards. So it's like kind of like it's like that. And then you've also got, but then you've also got the uh, oh, we're um gonna like um like 
do the whole like uh, you know Abraham stuff, right? Where hey, let's like get get someone to, like sacrifice their youngest to us. Oh, let's like um, sacrifice um, like everyone to plagues and all. So Aaron's kind of working out like his um, his angst towards our um, like our gods. It's like like in like in this arc, but at the same time though, it's like he's also kind of like you know just showing you know, like what um it's like what um jane would do it's like you know hey, hey she's not gonna like be concerned with like you know winning the fight she is going to try and um find a way to just um like you know beat these gods at their own game and in the end she manages you to do that regardless when um she winds up inspiring quote-unquote inspiring the asgardian gods to come and to come and show up and wage war on the shiar in order, in order to save her ass so that's so that's i mean i, I like that and um and Aaron's um, partner with the uh, like with this um, particular run on Thor, Russell Dutterman, did a great job in making this seem like a great um, like epic like epic story on it's like in terms of like you know hey like we're gonna fight like, like fighting gods between um, gods and these this pantheon and also it's like I th- like I think that um, that the, the even though like the next arc which um, Set up um Volstag, like you know the big fat um member of the Warriors Three. It's like as the uh, it's like as the War Thor or as Ultimate Edge Lord Thor, who is gonna like you know like fight, like you know fight the uh, fires like the like the members of Muspelheim, like as um in order to show us who is going to be like you know like like the uh, this is gonna be like what is needed in order needed to be in order to win like win a war. Well, it's like she ultimately like has to uh, um, calm him down using her own like you know personal empath- sense of empathy, like saying like, "Hey, you know, it's like even though it's like I, it's like like even though I am Thor, it's like I'm still Jane Foster. I'm still like you know fighting on, suffering from cancer and just like fighting on fight for the good fight. Like she's it's like it's it's like even though it's like the Edge Lord like Thor stuff, just kind of. Maybe go. Oh, God, this is annoying. But um, but just the, but the idea that you know, hey, she that um Jane like had to uh, like you know just you no know, like Choki said, hey, you know, in order to win this battle against um like against the version of Thor, like you know, you needed empathy more than anything else. And um, even in the and then in the end, like you know, she had to sacrifice. She wanted having to sacrifice a Mjolnir itself. In the heart of the sun, to take out the Mangog in the uh, Death of Thor arc, which um, basically like, also had her um, like proving to Odin, who basically like, was was furious at this new female Thor for saying, "How dare she um, take this take the birthright away from my son?" And um, it's like he was so yeah, Odin has just been kind of like huge dick throughout like uh, Aaron's arc. It's like and um. But in the end, like, you know, when he finally found out, like, oh, wait, this is you, Jane Foster? It's like, you ultimately, it's like, you took my son's birthright, and you ultimately, like, saved all of us in Asgard. God damn it. Ugh. It's like, he, um, the, uh, it's like, just, like, it's like seeing um, him and, and Thor Odinson, um, bring bring her back at the end of the arc, 
like was thoroughly satisfying. And it also it's like and even like you know, even then when it comes to like, you know, hey, like you know like these arcs where it's like, you know, hey, we're just doing a big major change to the character, it's like and then oh, it's like, hey, you know, like it's like things are done, it's like we're gonna go ahead and bring them back. Well, I think that Aaron Aaron's work um like definitely shows how this is done. Because you know, like to uh basically like end to end things with like, you know, hey, this is this huge major status quo change. Well, you know, there's gonna be some writers who are gonna be like like, you know, want to wanting to walk this back. And um it's like and to show like, hey, you know, it's like I wanna like, I know the familiar status quo with this character. Like I wanna write write um like stories based on this version of it. The right way to do a um a change a major change in the status quo for a character is to walk it back within your run and then after you're done do other people want to um bring this back well that's kind of what happened here so because you know like james foster may not be um thor anymore but she's she's definitely a valkyrie so there you go but that's the uh it's like but that's kind of like the uh the second major movement of Aaron's run. It's like the, that he uh, that he um, brought that he made Jane Foster Thor, and then he then he uh, had her survive the experience. So that hey, you know, if people really wanted her to be Thor again, then hey, like they had like they had their voices had their voice to um, make that um, like that thing possible. And then after that, well, like then was all through the build up for the uh, War of the Realms. It's like and rereading everything. It's like I think that that it all definitely that it all holds up. I mean, it's like even though it's like I don't think that um, there are really any huge surprises for um, like Aaron's run in Thor. Like, like even though like I'm telling you, oh hey, he's not like Thor doesn't be Thor at some point. Huh, well, that's not a surprise. That's that, that that's not a that's not a bug. That's a, that's a that's part of the that's part of the design of this of his run. So it's it's like Aaron like has like like has the like has a grand plan for the series after after his first two volumes, and it all leads to like toward the realms like to um, like this giant um, conflagration between the uh, like the ten ten realms of Asgard and um, focusing on the super superhuman. <laughs> Um, like on um, business in Midgard, and I think I think it works, even though it's not surprising. I think that Aaron earns all of the um, all of the major um, like um, like plot twists and changes in, in like in the story, like you know from from Loki, like realizing that hey you know like his dad isn't like you know someone he wants to uh, work with. From Odin realizing that like his son is is truly worthy of the like of the throne of Asgard, from Freya, it's like 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 realizing that hey you know it's like she's got like a worthy um husband and son, it's like it it's like it it's like it ultimately all holds together. It's like it, it may not be um surprising, but it's but it certainly feels satisfying seeing Aaron 
It's like, and all of his artistic companions, from Sadra Bick in the um, initial, from his initial run, to Russell Dowderman from the majority of the next run, to uh, Mike Del Mundo from the uh, like from the last like from the last run. It's like there's, it's like like there is like the series. He, he, um, Aaron's run is never lacking for like, quality artistic um, contributions. So, but um, but in the end, it's like. Like it's it it's a lot of fun to see um Aaron just you know like just like demonstrate his plan and then execute it with um all all manner of worthiness for lack of a better term. But then we get to the final volume because at the end at in the next last volume, War's End, well Aaron kinda like, you know, seals things off for like um like fourth for Thor in the present era, making him the current all-father of Asgard, but also setting things up for, you know, his, the saga of his, of, of all-father Thor. It's like at the end of time, because I think, because what's really kind of impressive about his run is the fact that he was, that um, Aaron, um, like you know, was telling like three different stories at the same time. Uh, the story of like young Thor's like strive to be worthiness, um, present day Thor's quest to be worthy again, and um, future Thor, future Thor, all all father Thor at the end of time, um, just trying to deal with like you know what happens when like you know you are the the only god at the end of the time of the universe. Well, what do you do next? Well. According to uh, the final volume, King Thor, well, you fight your brother Loki because he is—he has come into contact with the uh, with the uh, all black, the Necroblade um, power that Gore the God Butcher had, and he's coming for your ass. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like the uh, that's the thrust of um, King Thor. Now I'm not going to spoil the uh, it's like like the uh, like the good stuff like after that. But the thing is that, you know, it's like, this is like the, uh, this is Aaron's final um, word on Thor. And it's like, it's got him like saying like, you know, what, you know, what does, um, what does, um, all father Thor at the end of time need to do or order to be worthy? Is Loki really out to kill his brother? It's like, as, you know, it's like, as legends have dictated over all these years are his um granddaughters um the girls is under it's like you know going to um you know like save things in order to um like keep things going for one more day but that's that's kind of what this 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 final story is all about it's like it's kind of like aaron's final thesis about you know what does um a god need to do in order to be worth in order to be worthy but it's with all the baggage of um thor that we'd expect from the Marvel universe. And I think it works. You know, it's like, I, I kind of would have liked to have seen like, you know, like a, uh, you know, what's, what does the universe, what does the next universe look like after this? But the final, but you know, the, the final, like, um, like version of Thor is one that just, you know, decided, okay, you know, it's like, I'm just going, I've got to, I'm going to give things up just to keep things going for one more day because that is what gods should do. So it's like even it's like I so 
while uh, I, I think that Aaron had a uh, had had a good like overall story for for Thor in the sense of the uh, the War of the Realms, his ultimate thesis, like as a you know, like what does what does a god need to do in order to be worthy of its of its believers? It's like this is kind of like like you can see that you can see what what that's necessary in King Thor. Like he's going to give up everything just to keep him going for what for one more day. It's like, and that's that's kind of impressive. It's like it's a, it's not what I expect from a from a professed atheist. That's that's for sure. But um, but at the end of the day, it's like that um that definitely makes it makes his run worthy. And um, well, yeah, I. I like Walt Simonson's um, run on Thor as much as the next person, but there's no denying that it kind of like ran out. It kind of like was running low on steam as as things went on. But Aaron's run on on Thor, I think it's something that's like it was that was like absolutely uh, worth reading until it's like until the very end. It's like you know, it's like it may have it's like it may have like it's like hitches and hiccups. But overall, it's like I think that that it did add like a lot of new stuff to like to the Legend of Thor. It's like, and it's something that I would absolutely recommend to like fans of the character or just good superhero comics in general. In fact, you know, it's like I don't I don't think this is probably gonna be like the best superhero comic I read this year. But I. Do think you're probably gonna wanna? You'll probably be hearing about this again when I talk about the you know, best of um 2020, such as it is. So um, so John, I I know I already bugged you again about this beforehand, but like any um more thoughts about you know the saga of like um King Thor and whatnot? Oh no, not really. Um, but what are you gonna talk about next time? Well, next time is. Is it's difficult. I'll be honest with you about that. Next time, talking about next time is difficult because it's going to be the first time in a good long while that John and I have not done this podcast in front of me. God damn it! So, but so, but that's not to say that we don't have something to talk about, and that and that will be we're, we've still got another like um barriers of the manga to talk about, and that will be um here's Greenwood, like for in two weeks. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters.